Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 55. And in this episode, we're going to be sharing Jacqueline's uh, exact thoughts and feelings when she feels like she has uh, experienced a binge or has slipped up and kind of taken a step backwards. Right. So last week, we talked about kind of the top three tips to kind of help overcome that self-sabotaging method cycle. And in this episode, I really wanted to sit down and share my exact thought process of what's helping me when I feel like I fell down, slipped up, maybe turned to food, binged, and kind of what helps me stop my self-sabotaging tendencies in its tracks where, and I shared this analogy in the last episode, where when we have one flat tire, one slip up, one mess up, one thing that happens that we feel like we quote unquote failed how we can continue to move forward without slashing the other three tires or without popping the other three tires and continuing to make these choices and decisions to keep self-sabotaging when we already feel like we had failed. And so that's why I wanted to kind of share with you my exact process on what I'm doing to kind of help my own recovery, but what also helps me overcome those self-sabotaging methods myself and what I'm personally doing. I think the first thing to remember when we feel like we failed, messed up, when we feel like we slipped into old patterns, behaviors, tendencies, is to remind ourselves we are okay. We are human and it's okay to fall down. It's okay to slip up, to feel like we messed up. No one is perfect. And as much as I feel like When a lot of us are on this journey for weight loss or eating disorder recovery, we want things to be like this linear straight line. And if it's not going perfectly, it's so easy to feel like, okay, I failed. But reality is those little slip ups, mess ups, bumps in the road are all part of the journey. And so it's really important to remind yourself. And I tell myself this all the time is when those moments happen, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you failed and that you, you're starting over every time that you fail. It's really important to remind yourself these moments are going to happen. So when it happens, it's easier to then say, I'm not a failure, but then I need to learn from this, grow from this, recover so I can keep moving forward. Right. And I think that's a big key that you just said right there. It's, it's learning to grow from those experiences, using those as learning experiences rather than look at them as failures. When things are difficult and kind of out of your plan or uh, you, you feel like you've kind of veered off the path where you're headed, that's where you can kind of take a step back and learn from those experiences. Right. And I say this a lot and I tell myself this a lot. So I'm going to tell it to you again. It's not about preventing the fall. It's learning to keep standing back up every time we fall. So in life, it's not about trying to say, oh, because I fell, I'm a failure. It's about learning that when those moments happen, It's about standing back up and moving forward, not preventing those moments from happening because they're going to happen regardless of how much we try to eliminate them, to try to tell ourselves they can't happen, they shouldn't happen, I don't want them to happen. Reality is at some point in life, in some area of aspect of what we're going through, it's going to feel like we fell, messed up, slipped up, or failed. 
So it's throwing this notion out of, I need to prevent that from happening and retraining ourselves to think when those happen, when those moments happen, what am I going to do to keep moving forward? The most important thing I can say about this is when this happens, to ground yourself, to center yourself, take a deep breath and tell yourself, it's okay. I'm okay. And allow yourself to be frustrated, angry, upset, to cry, to let those feelings out. Because I find when I hold those in, it's easier for me to then want to keep adding to those self-sabotaging ways, to keep turning to food, to keep turning to food for comfort because I'm upset. Instead of saying, you know what? I don't like what happened. I'm upset at myself. I'm mad at myself. Allow yourself to feel those things. Cry, scream, whatever you need to do. And take a deep breath and remind yourself in this moment, what can I do now so I can keep moving forward? Because you're not a failure. When this happens, you're not a failure. There's nothing wrong with you. So it's regrounding yourself, recouping, getting those negative emotions out, and then figuring out what can I do now? And those are kind of what I want to share now is when that happens, when I feel like I failed, messed up, slipped up, is reminding myself to take a deep breath. And then I kind of go through this thought process that I'm going to share with you now. And the biggest thing is it's really reflecting on what happened. And so the first step that I do is actually sit down and I write this out in a journal. Um, If you feel you want to talk to someone about this, if you want to write it in a journal, if you just want to sit there and kind of meditate, listen to music and kind of think through this, whatever you find is helpful. But for me, I really like to get a journal out and just kind of reflect. And that's the first thing I do is figure out what happened. Did I binge? Did I overeat? Did I turn to food to cope? Did I have a bad day at work? Did I get in an argument with my mother, father, sister, significant other? What actually happened that maybe triggered that response or triggered me to then turn to food? And I think the biggest thing here is to really figure out what exactly happened in terms of if it is food related to if it actually was a binge or if it was just you ate more than you wanted, you planned or you hoped for, because there's a big difference between binging and overeating. And so I think that is where I really sit down and I figure out, was this a full on binge Or was this, I just ate more than normal? And I think this is a great way to kind of start getting to figure out what exactly happened and why maybe you turned to food. Right. And I think like you had mentioned, I said that it is powerful to be able to write this down and go back and look when you're going through this in the future. So no, journaling might not be the most comfortable for you, but it also is another powerful tool to be able to look back upon and reflect in the same type of situations what's going on. Right. It's easy. You can look back and see if there's a pattern. If it's every Monday, if it's every time you get in an argument, if it's every time you have a bad day, it's a lot easier than like Kevin said, to go back and figure out if there's patterns, if there's things that you learned that day that you forgot. Writing all of this down has definitely helped me so much. And I think it's too It's not a place where you feel like anyone's going to judge you, make fun of you, put you down, shame you. It's literally getting every single thing that's going on in your head out and not mentally carrying around that baggage or that kind of weight with you anymore. And it's kind of releasing it and letting it out. And 
it's, I think for me, it's really sitting down and addressing what happened, what might have triggered it and what my response was. And like Kevin said, all of those steps are something you can go back on and reflect on to look at if you're struggling. What did you do that day that helped you? And an example could it be you write down today was a bad day at work. I came home and I binged on ice cream, candy, popcorn, chips, whatever it was. Write it down. Or it was such a busy day at work. I didn't have a good day. I didn't eat enough. And I came home and I was starving. So then I started eating all of this food. And I think those kind of things are easy to kind of then figure out. Was it more emotional eating because you did have a bad day and you were turning to food for comfort? Or was it more you weren't allowing yourself food and you were starving and you were turning to food because you were actually hungry? And I think that's why this first step is really figuring out what happened. And then it brings me into my second kind of train of thought, which is how I felt. How did I feel after I ate the popcorn chips, candy, whatever it was? How did I physically feel and how did I mentally feel? Am I filled with guilt? anger? Am I frustrated? Do I feel better because I actually had food in my body? Do I have a stomach ache because I ate so much? What are the actual feelings that happened after I made that decision to eat, overeat, binge? How did it make me feel? And then the third tip is to really reflect on that is really saying, okay, why did I then turn to food? Was it because I was covering the pain? Was it because I was hungry? Was it because I didn't eat so much? Was it because I was mindlessly eating and I was bored at home watching Netflix and not really worrying or thinking about what I was doing? Did I get in an argument with someone? And it's really reflecting on why you maybe made the choices and the decisions that you did. So it's a little bit similar to the first step of what happened But I feel like this is a step farther in thinking about why did that maybe happen? What was actually going on that made me want to turn to food? And then the fourth thing is really like the conclusion. It's really then putting all of it together and figuring out, okay, I turned to food because I didn't eat enough and I was starving. I didn't have food prepared. I didn't bring food to work with me. So I wasn't eating anything all day. I was saving points, calories, macros, whatever you you track, so I can have maybe a bigger dinner. So I wasn't eating enough throughout the day because I was trying to save those points or calories for later. Was I angry at someone and I was emotionally eating? And all of those things are things to kind of take away from, to learn from, to grow from, to experience from, have experience from. And this really helps me to figure out, did I actually turn to food for hunger, for emotions, for coping mechanisms? What was I actually turning to food for? And reminding myself that just because that happened, it doesn't mean I failed. And this really the step of number four of this conclusion is really figuring out, like putting everything together of what actually happened, how it made me feel, reflecting on it, and kind of coming to a conclusion whether or not it's emotional eating, binge eating, overeating, and kind of what might have happened or what you can do in the future to kind of help prevent this from happening again. And then the final step is what can I do now to feel better? Because we have to let go of what happened. We can't change it. We can't go back in time and say, I wish I didn't do that. It's actually addressing what you can do now that's actually going to make you feel better. 
and reminding yourself if you did get in an argument with whoever, food is not going to fix that. Food is not going to make you feel better. And so it's actually deciding what do I need to do now to either resolve that issue or to make me feel better after I did overeat or binge? What can I do now in this moment to make me feel better? And that could be meal prepping. It could be you need to go to the grocery store. It could be bringing more snacks to work or school. It could be talking to someone about it, you know, calling a friend, family member and saying, I'm having a bad day. Can I talk to you about it? And it's remembering you can't change what happened, but you can figure out what you need to do now to make yourself feel better. And I think this is kind of the hardest one for me because I'm very much someone who once I kind of go through this thought process, it's kind of like, oh, I was angry at this person. I was turning to food for emotional eating or I didn't eat throughout the day. So I binge. I'm really mad. I really wish I didn't do that. Once you kind of come to this recognition that this is why you did it. And I'm very hard on myself and I'm one who I keep telling myself a lot and I'm trying to stop is I wish I can go back and make a different choice. I wish I can then go back and fix it because I don't want to have made that choice now. Right. But I don't, I think that that's the big key right there. And and you just said it yourself. It's I wish I could go back and change that choice. And it's not necessarily being able to go back and change that choice by writing this down and thinking this all out when this sit, when you're put in that same situation again you have a different game plan going forward. Mm -hmm. And again, it takes practice. It takes time. It's not something that you're going to instantly, okay, I start journaling and now I can handle the next situation. Mm -hmm. It takes repetitions of doing it over and over again for you to actually make that progress and growth. But it's, it's one tool that you use to help you overcome the situations that you're in. Right. And when I do find myself kind of saying, oh, I wish I could go back. I wish I could have made a different decision. Like Kevin said, it is writing it down of what was actually going on and remembering, you know what? I ate this whole bag of chips when I was feeling upset and now I just feel worse about it and the problem is still here and now I'm just upset at myself. So when maybe a situation happens and you feel upset again, it's it clicks that little thing in your head that, you know what? Turning to food is not going to fix it or make me feel better. And this is something my therapist tells me all the time. It's learning through experience. Sometimes you have to go through something without someone just telling you to do this. You actually have to physically go through it to have it click to realize, you know what, that actually doesn't make me feel better. Right. And I forget why I heard this quote, but it it says, grow through what you go through. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such a big key with, with this specific topic is learning and using those experiences to grow. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have times where you slip up, you mess up, you don't feel like you made the right choice, but you can learn from that. Mm-hmm. You can grow from that and and continue to to use those as kind of stepping stones going forward. Because I feel like for me, a lot of the times people would say, food doesn't fix your problems. Turning to food is not going to help. You should try to find other things when you're in the moment. And all of that helps. It's like it it resonates in my head. But there's also something so powerful in actually, like Kevin was saying, going through the experience yourself to physically being in that situation and having to deal with it and handle it and live through it and kind of experience it for yourself to be able to know how you actually feel, what you actually need, what you actually need to do to make yourself feel better. And as hard as it is to kind of maybe live through some of those moments and not myself included, say, I wish I could go back and make another choice or I didn't do this. 
all of these times that we're going through these challenging times or these times we feel like we failed are helping us. So while we keep going on our journey, it's going to hopefully help us be able to handle these situations. And like he said, learn from what you go through, learn and experience and make maybe different decisions that are actually going to make us feel good. But sometimes you have to actually experience it and go through it yourself before you can actually make the change. And the other one I keep thinking of, as you said this too, and it's something that you shared that your therapist shared with you is like, when you do eat that whole bag of chips, how do you feel afterwards? And what is like physically, how do you Mm -hmm. feel? And your answer 99 times out of 100 is going to be, I feel like trash. Like I, I feel awful physically. Not only the, what you're doing mentally to yourself, but just physically, you don't feel well afterwards. Right. So it's using that as a learning experience. Next time you're halfway through, you can say, hey, last time I was here, I continued to eat this bag of chips. I felt like garbage afterwards. Maybe I stopped now. Right. And going off that, what my therapist says too is, okay, then remind yourself, did my problem go away? By eating this bag of chips, if I was in an argument with my significant other, Did eating this whole bag of chips make that problem or what I was upset with go away? And chances are, no, you were still in an argument. You still had a bad day at work. You were still mad at your boss, whatever the thing is. That problem is still there. But now you've created an added thing where now you're upset and frustrated with yourself. So the whole situation is now just worse. And you're feeling worse about yourself, worse about the day, worse about the situation instead of actually doing something that's going to make you feel better. And I think it is important to note, and I know this might go against a lot of things we've been taught or heard or believe in, but food is definitely something that should be enjoyed. It is definitely okay to eat for your emotions because it's grandma's favorite cake and you're eating it because of that memory, because of what it brings, of the happiness it brings. A thousand percent, I agree with that emotional eating or eating for pleasure or whatever is so important. And we shouldn't just cut that out. And it's only food as fuel and only eat what nourishes your body. Because I do feel like eating is such a pleasurable experience and it should be enjoyed. But I think the key to remember is not using food to cover the pain, to cover what's happening because you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to address the real issue or the real situation that's going on. And you turn to food for that comfort instead of actually addressing what's going on or instead of telling someone how you actually feel, you cover all that up with food instead. I think that's a big differential thing to note where it's okay to turn to food for comfort, for happiness, for pleasure, because it's enjoyable versus turning to food to cover the pain, to cover the emotion, to cover the hurt, because you don't want to address what's actually going on. I think like we had said, and like Kevin mentioned, all of these things we go through teach us. All of these things are things we can learn from and grow from. So as hard as it is sometimes in that moment, it's really thinking, what can I take away from this? And like Kevin said, eating this bag of chips does not make me feel good and it doesn't make the problem go away. So what can I actually do that's going to make me feel better? Because eating chips is not bad. That's not the problem. But it's turning to food or chips to cover the pain, to cover the emotion, and then not addressing it at all. Well, I would even argue too, though, like eating the chips is fine. It's the what you do to yourself after you eat that bag of chips on top of what you're feeling beforehand that mm-hmm. is the worst part of it. Right. 
like the chips are that in the end, it, it's a part of the equation, but it's not like the biggest issue. And I think a lot of times for me, what I've noticed is it's either when I'm turning to food, it's either because I was starving myself and not eating enough and I'm so hungry that I feel like I lose control and I just start binging because I never allowed myself to eat enough and I'm starving. Or two, it's I had a bad day. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't speak up for myself. Someone called me a name. Someone was rude, disrespectful to me and crossed my boundaries and I didn't do anything about it. And I'm already feeling bad about myself. So then I turned to food to continue to punish myself. Like to continue that pity to party. To continue that like, oh, whatever. It's already having a bad day. Might as well go eat X, Y, and Z because this person was mean to me. This person said this to me. I'm in an argument with my significant other. Might as well keep punishing myself, quote unquote, and turning to food. And I think those two things are something that being aware of, and that's what we talked about kind of in the beginning, is being aware of what's going on is so key to figuring out kind of how to overcome these situations. Because like Kevin said, it's not chips are a problem. Eating chips is not the problem. It's not that you should never eat chips at all. It's about why we're using that as a coping mechanism and why we can allow that. I already ate chips. Now I'm going to go eat cookies and cake and all these other things because I already failed. It's stopping kind of that thought process and actually getting to the root of what do I need to feel better and take care of myself moving forward and reminding yourself when something happens in life where you feel like you did slip up, mess up, binge, eat something you didn't want to, how we can take that experience and learn from it and keep moving forward without continuing then those kind of unhealthy ways and punishing ourselves because might as well keep going because I already failed already. Right. I think like you said right there is the very big key is, is not allowing that those feelings, emotions, and thoughts to continue to snowball and get bigger and bigger so the binge becomes bigger and bigger to overcome. Right. The, like the longer you keep doing that and justifying it and saying it's okay, the harder it is to break right. that And cycle. the more we kind of hold our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions in, for me, especially like someone who does struggle with holding my emotions in, not wanting to make waves, not letting people know how I really feel laughing it off when I feel like I'm hurt, upset, someone hurt my feelings. The more I keep doing that, the harder it's going to be to kind of stop that pattern because food is then that comfort for me. And if I'm not taking care of myself or having those boundaries in place or respecting myself, I'm going to keep turning to food for that comfort to get it from somewhere. And so I think that's why I always say, if you're upset, cry. If you're angry, yell, scream, get that out and stop holding it in. Because I found when I do this, it's a lot easier for me to not turn to food to then cover those emotions or to keep pretending I'm okay. And being someone who I never stood up for myself, never spoke up, never addressed what was going on and just turned to food for comfort. It's really, really hard to kind of break that cycle. But I, like I said, it's just a work in progress. None of this stuff is going to happen overnight and be an easy switch fix. But the more we keep practicing it and being aware of it is actually key to being able to kind of stop these behaviors and the patterns from continuing. And so I really hope that kind of sharing and walking you through my thought process and what I do can really help you. Maybe when you're in this situation, you find yourself struggling, feeling like you failed, you messed up, you binge, you did something that you regret to help you kind of to be able to stop yourself in your tracks and not continuing to self-sabotage or continuing to spiral downhill. 
but to take that moment to stop, reflect on it, figure out what's going on and how you can help yourself continue to move forward. Right. So with that, I think we'd like to thank everybody who listened to our conversation today. If you could help us out, if you found value from our conversation, that would be to recommend our podcast to a friend or family member who might also find value in this conversation. If you could also take the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, that would help us out tremendously. And there's one last thing. Remember, it's it's never never too late late to fly. fly.